Napa know-how. Right now, a five-quart jug of Napa full synthetic motor oil and a platinum filter is just $23.98. That's a great deal for a great oil, which is another reason why this is the most wonderful time of the year. That's Napa full synthetic oil and a platinum filter for $23.98. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. General states pricing. Sales prices do not include applicable state local taxes or recycling fees. While supplies last. Offer ends 12-15-19. From the host of the Geeky Retro Nerd Show podcast. The only podcast to be named by Mr. Mark Hamill himself. This is Journals of the Jedi, a Star Wars podcast. Hello and welcome to episode number one of Journals of the Jedi. My name is Adam, the host of the Geeky Retro Nerd Show, and I am so honoured by your presence. Thanks for tuning in. Episode number one, I've wanted to do a Star Wars podcast for a long, long time. I've probably picked the wrong time to start doing one because I've probably got the least time available to me now than I ever have um, in my life. (laughs) But we'll see how we get on. And I just wanted to clarify the comment that I made at the start during the intro there about Mark Hamill naming the show. I was sitting trying to think, and I actually put a poll on Twitter. I wanted to call the show, um, what did I want to call it? Uh, Jibba Jabba. Jabba the Hutt, clever stuffer. (laughs) But in the end, I thought that was a bit rubbish. So I thought, why don't I ask Mark Hamill? So I, I tweeted Mark Hamill, and to my massive surprise, he responded, and I asked him, what should I call my new Star Wars podcast, Mark? And he said, Jedi Journals. And I thought, wow. <laughs> First of all, thank you very much for responding. Uh, thank you for suggesting Jedi Journals. Pretty cool name. However, I already knew that there was already a podcast called Jedi Journals. So I didn't want to. I didn't want to let the opportunity go. You know, Mark Hamill named my podcast. I didn't want to lose that. So I've adapted it, um, the Journals of the Jedi. So that's what happened. That's what I. That's what I mean at the start there when I say Mark Hamill named the show uh, because he kinda did. <laughs> so what is this podcast going to be about? Well, obviously it's about Star Wars. We know that, but I, I don't want this to be too newsy i don't want it to be about news stuff um obviously i'll talk about what's going on currently in star wars but i want it to be i i, I don't want it to just be relevant to now i want i want people to be able to listen to this at any time uh, but like i say obviously i'll be talking about what's happening um in star wars now because there's loads of stuff coming up isn't there this year 2019 it's so exciting but i'll talk about that in a minute i don't want to get ahead of myself so don't rely on me for breaking news please don't rely on me for breaking news because you won't get it from me um so yeah i want it, i want it to be about us as a fandom as a star wars community and although over the last 12 months it's gone a bit off the rails a little bit shall we say 
Um, I just want to get it out there now. I'm a, I'm a very positive Star Wars fan. Um, and I'm, I'm very happy. I'm going to get this out early doors. I'm very happy with the direction Disney has taken Star Wars. Um, I, I enjoyed Force Awakens. I loved, loved Rogue One. Um, I... I liked Last Jedi when it first came out. However, I've watched it several times since, and I love it. I absolutely love it. And I enjoyed Solo as well. So I'm a very positive Star Wars person. And like I say, I'm getting it out there. Early doors, I'm enjoying the Disney stuff. But yeah, so it, I want it to be about us as a, as a Star Wars community. And I want you to be part of the show. And the makeup of the show is um, I'm going to have various different segments and basically just see how I get on. It <laughs> might be a hit, might be a mess, and I'll adapt as I go on. However, so the first segment, if you like, is this week's Hoff Topic. Set your course for the Hoff system. See what I did there? <laughs> this, is a, this is a very clever show. This isn't, this isn't your usual podcast. This is very clever stuff. <laughs> I, thought of that. I thought of that all by myself. So, yeah, this week's Hoth topic. So for the first episode, um, what, what I thought I'd do is I, I threw out a question on Twitter. Um, I do most of my, well, 99% of my uh, social um, media stuff on Twitter at Geeky Retro Nerds. So um, if you don't follow us, have a look on there. And I threw a question out. It was just a nice, easy one to get into the swing of things. And the question was, um, tell me what you love about Star Wars. And I promised I'd shout out the best ones. Um, because it it's there's so much going on in Star Wars now, isn't there? there? There's so many different things to like and not like. I mean, when I was a kid, there was three films. And that was pretty much it. There was comics and things like that. But, you know, it, it was the films. And you either liked them or you didn't. And it was it was oh how how many times have you watched Star Wars? That was the that was the famous thing, wasn't it? How many times have you watched Star Wars? But now there's the and and as well there was one trilogy. That was just one trilogy. Now we have um, more than two and a half trilogies. Obviously, the final trilogy gets concluded this year. So so we're gonna at the end of this year we're gonna have three Star Wars trilogies. We've got comics, we've got books, we've got legends, we've got. Um, animation cartoon series we've got television shows coming up i mean it, it's ne there's never been i think a better time than now to to be a, a fan of star wars so to make the show relevant as or as relevant as i could to my audience and my and my followers on twitter and and, and people who listen to the show um i want to know so what what do you love about star wars because for me and this show primarily is is about the movies. Um, I, I, I have seen the animations and the cartoons and the things like that. I do like them, but I'm, I'm not as um, passionate about them. Um, I'm, I'm sitting now looking at a, a, a massive stack of books. I do love Star Wars books, so I'll talk about them as well. Um, so yeah, it, 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 my main passion, really, what I love about Star Wars is the movies. I love the books. Um, and things like that. So, like I say, I want to know what what do you guys love about Star Wars? And I promised I'd shout out the best ones. So I'm looking on my phone here, and I'm looking on the thread, and I got a really good response. So thank you very much for chipping in. 
these are some of my favourite responses. So um, Spoonlamp on Twitter says, I love the matinee series feel to it. And and, and it is, isn't it? The, the, the definition of a matinee is um, a performance or exhibition in the afternoon. And it, it, they are brilliant afternoon movies, aren't they? They're brilliant for just on a weekend, on a Sunday, a Sunday afternoon, sitting watching Star Wars. What, what What's better than that? Although lately... Um, here in the UK, ITV have been showing them. They've been showing them like late on. I'm sure I've seen them, seen one like on after t- uh, nine o'clock at night, and I, I don't get why they do that with Star Wars. But anyway, thanks Spoonlamp. Um, actually, he also goes on to say, "You always knew the heroes would triumph and win in the end." And uh, Mr. Foldy on Twitter hints at that as well. Uh, I love the original trilogy. Those three films will last forever because of the storytelling. It's hooray, boo, goodies versus baddies all the way. And it's classic, isn't it? Good good versus evil, baddies against the goodies. And when I was at school, that's what you used to play. Um, Star Wars, do you want to be a baddie or do you want to be a goodie? <laughs> First Last Jedi on Twitter says uh, they love the old poster artwork from the 70s. Such iconic imagery full stop anyway isn't that from star wars and the posters are no exception so, so the poster work is absolutely outstanding even now today it's a classic look and you and you, you see people with them on t-shirts um it's still now you walk into places like hmv and they've got star wars posters for sale um stood the test of time so so well um 30-something podcasts says, I love that a series of movies can be watched and enjoyed by every generation of my family. That's a rare thing. And that is one of the biggest things that I love about Star Wars. I have two kids. I have a daughter who is 15 and I have a son who is 20 months. And I tried my best with my daughter. I mean, she likes Star Wars. Don't get us wrong. She likes Star Wars. But, you know, she can take it or leave it, I think. Um, my son is a fresh canvas. <laughs> I'm working on him. But I, I love watching Star Wars with my kids. It's it's so great. And my son recognises Star Wars stuff now. And it's a real thrill. You know, if I put Star Wars on, he runs up the telly and he's pointing. Um, my wife keeps saying, what, what have you done to him? Because uh, he does the same with Back to the Future. But I love it because I love seeing his reaction to it. And, you know, he's only 20 months, but he, he, he does sit and watch Return of the Jedi. Return of the Jedi is his favourite. The um, Sarlacc pit scene is his absolute favourite. Um, so thanks for that comment, 30-something podcast. And actually, I had loads of people say the same thing about watching Star Wars with their kids. Um, Geek Salad podcast at Geek Salad Radio on Twitter, says that he loves that Star Wars as something he can share with his son. And he put a fantastic photo on of um, him and his son with some Star Wars figures. And he says he was five when episode four came out um, and his son is five now. So it's exciting, isn't it, watching Star Wars with your kids. Empires of History podcast says, for me, one of the magical ingredients that helped craft the Star Wars mystique were the surreal sound effects the deep rumbling of the Star Destroyer as it ran down Princess Leia's spaceship. Luke activating his lightsaber for the first time. I could go on. And you could go on, couldn't you? It, the, the, the sound effects in Star Wars. 
is extraordinary. And it's a whole episode itself, I think. I might do that. It's a whole it's a whole discussion point itself, the 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 way they did the sound effects in Star Wars. And we take it for granted now, don't we? The things he mentions there, the rumbling of the Star Destroyer, Luke activating his lightsaber for the first time. Because we've seen Star Wars so many times, we, we take those sounds for granted. But just think back to the first time hearing that kind of stuff in a movie. It's it's fascinating, isn't it? It's, it's unreal. And the, the talent... And imagination that went into that is absolutely fantastic. A common response I got uh, to this question was about people, still on the the theme of watching Star Wars with your kids, um, people naming their children after Star Wars characters. So Friends Talking Nerdy Podcast says, well, thanks to Star Wars, I got to name my son Luke. Plus, we also talked about our Star Wars love on their podcast, which I listened to and was really good. Um, but yeah, naming your kids after Star Wars characters um, is fine, I guess, as long as it's not like Boba Fett or <laughs> IG-88. I wanted to call my son Luke, um, um, and that was vetoed. <laughs> uh, then I wanted to call him Lucas. That was also vetoed. Um, and in the end, we settled on Zack, which doesn't have anything to do with Star Wars. But um, yeah, naming your kids after Star Wars characters, it's so popular, isn't it? Um, popular names like Leia, Harrison, uh, which isn't the character, it's the actor, obviously. But, you know, even, even well, it, even the, the actors as well, Harrison Ford. Um, I, bet, I bet there's a lot of marks out there after Mark Hamill. Um, get in touch with me on Twitter. At Geeky Retro Nerd Show, did you name any of your kids after Star Wars characters or actors? Let me know. It is the future, you see. Future? Will they die? Difficult to see. Always in motion is the future. So Yoda is very wise, but the future as far as 2019 is concerned isn't that difficult to see because we already know that there is an absolute ton of stuff going on, isn't there, this year, 2019. What a year for Star Wars. I can't think of a busier time for Star Wars. I can't think of a time where there was as much content coming our way. Uh, based on the Star Wars franchise. It's a, it's it's an incredibly exciting year. I cannot wait. So I thought, you know, start of the year, 2019 is here, new year. Let's have a little look. Let's have a look ahead at what's coming and have a quick chat about that. So where do I start? Well, there's only one place to start, really. Even though there's a ton of stuff going on, there is one place where I want to start, and that is episode nine. So episode nine of course, drops uh, December the 20th. And it is the final movie in the sequel trilogy. And it is the final movie in the Skywalker saga. And it's incredibly sad, but also incredibly exciting. Because with the end of the Skywalker saga, it heralds the dawn of a new um, age in the Star Wars franchise, if you like. Um, and of course, we've got the original cast returning in episode 9, Daisy Ridley. Mark Hamill is confirmed to be in it, so expecting Force 
Ghost, Luke Skywalker, Carrie Fisher it was confirmed to be in it also. Obviously, unfortunately, she passed away. But Lucasfilm did confirm that she is going to be in episode nine, which is great. Um, they are going to use um, uh, old footage that was shot uh, from The Last Jedi and I believe The Force Awakens as well. So that's going to be uh, really interesting to see how that plays out, isn't it? It, it? It's There's no doubt that J.J. Abrams, who was directing the final instalment, is going to have to use all of his um, director power uh, to pull this one off. So it's exciting to see, and I hope it's respectful. I've got absolutely no doubt it will be respectful. It's it's going to be great. It'll be fantastic, I'm sure. John Boyega um, returning, Oscar Isaac, Adam Driver, Kelly Marie Tran, of course, Anthony Daniels, Billy Lord. Uh, they're all coming back. What's interesting is the new cast members who are returning so um the headline i guess is billy d billy d williams returning as lando calrissian now when i was a kid i loved lando calrissian he was the he was the epitome of cool wasn't he um he was one of my favorite characters so again it's going to be dead exciting to see what jj does with lando calrissian what is going to happen there exciting to find out um Richard E. Grant, Kerry Russell, um, they're, they're going to be in it as well. Of course, we don't know what characters are going to play yet. Matt Smith as well. Um, I know him mainly, um, even though I don't watch it that much, uh, Doctor Who. So episode nine, I think, is shaping up to be a fantastic final instalment. Um, so as I speak, obviously, this is January, the start of 2019. We haven't got a title for it yet. Um, I was reading on Twitter the other day that the, a title reveal may be imminent. I was also reading about some rumours that possibly, possibly, fingers crossed, we may get some sort of teaser during the Super Bowl this year. Fingers crossed. I hope that does happen. Um, but it, it, it's not that far away when you think about it. December the 20th. I know we're only at the start of the year, but you know, time's getting on. We are due something. We're due something, aren't we? Um, so obviously we'll keep a close eye on that. And, and I've got absolutely no doubt that episode nine will be something I'm chatting about a lot on this um, podcast. So what else is happening in 2019? Well, we, we got a surprise, didn't we? Um, well, it wasn't that much of a surprise because... Um, Jason Ward over at Making Star Wars has been really, really good at um, uh, revealing some bits and bobs about The Mandalorian. Lucasfilm has given us a TV show, um, Star Wars' first live-action TV show called The Mandalorian. And I can't wait for this. This is, this is um, uncharted territory, obviously, for Star Wars. Um, live action TV show interesting to know how that's going to play out as well and we already know some of the cast members for this as well uh, Pedro Pascal is the Mandalorian whoever this mysterious Mandalorian may be Gina Carano um, Nick Nolte's going to be in this wow this is going to be good isn't it Nick Nolte's in it um, Giancarlo Esposito he was um, in Breaking Bad of course 
met a grisly ending Breaking Bad, didn't he? I wonder if he makes a, a, uh, meets a grisly ending in uh, The Mandalorian. But the standout for me is Carl Weathers. Carl Weathers is going to be in it. So that that's pretty cool. That's exciting. And we don't have a lot more, as far as I'm aware anyway, on The Mandalorian at the minute, apart from that it's going to be coming out on Disney's streaming service this year it's going to be um, exclusive to that so that's exciting that's really great i uh, can't wait for the mandalorian also this year um is the season one finale of star wars resistance that is due to come out this weekend actually uh, january the 13th and i'll be honest i haven't been watching it um the, the cartoons aren't my thing really um, but I've I've been reading online that it's been um, fantastically received. Everybody's loving it so far. And actually, I read on Twitter today that it's been renewed for a second season. So uh, it must be doing well. It must be a big hit for Lucasfilm, uh, which is good. And um, The Clone Wars is coming back as well this year again on um, the streaming service, Disney Plus, exclusive to that. So that's something else to look forward to. On the game front, uh, there is a game coming out called Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, which sounds decent. And as well, there's a VR title coming out called um, Vader Immortal. Now, I haven't I haven't seen too much of this. I've seen a little trailer of it, uh, and it looks good. It looks really good. And I'm assuming it's on the, um, the Oculus Rift. Yes, it is. It is on the um, Oculus Rift. But it is, I think it's written by David S. Goya, who is a screenwriter famously involved with movies like Man of Steel, Batman vs. Superman, The Dark Knight, Batman Begins, Dark Knight Rises. So he's got really good pedigree. He, he, he tells good stories. And it is ILM X Labs who are making it. And they have done things like uh, Secrets of the Empire. Um, which is a, a fantastic VR experience. I'm just going to talk about that for a second because I was in Florida earlier in the year and I went to Disney Springs and there was a place there called The Void and they had this VR experience. Uh, if you ever go, do it because it's absolutely, it's mind-boggling, mind-boggling. I'm going to do a separate episode, uh, a review on it so i won't go into too much detail but it was insane how good it was absolutely insane so i'm expecting good things from this uh, vr experience on the oculus rift books wise there's also a hell of a lot going on there as well with the books um and um comic book releases that there's lots there are a lot of comics heading our way there are some um prequel trilogy characters who are getting their own stories in uh, comic book releases so Django Fett um, is getting a, a, a comic book which is out this month January Anakin Skywalker and Count Dooku uh, February Padme Amidala and General Grievous in March so that sounds exciting that sounds good um, on top of that, we've got Star Wars Age of the Republic Special Number 1. That's also coming in January. And that's followed uh, by Vader Dark Visions on March the 6th and a droid-based adventure Mechanical Mayhem on March the 12th. 12th sorry. So that sounds good. Um, uh, literature, but, uh, you know, novel-wise, we have E.K. Johnston's The Queen's Shadow, which I've, I've seen and heard a lot about. 
and um, th- this sounds really good that's due for release on march the 5th um followed by master and apprentice this also sounds brilliant by claudia gray on april the 16th and throne treason timothy zahn superb on july the 23rd and for the little kitty winks um, there's a C3PO does not like sand. That's out on June the fourth. Sounds really fun and interesting for the younguns, for the younglings, and for anyone keen um, or who likes behind the scenes uh, insight on Lucasfilm. Um, there's there's a and I didn't know about this actually. I didn't realise until I was researching this. And Industrial Light and Magic presents Making Solo, which is out April the sixteenth. So loads and loads and loads of stuff coming out. But one of the biggies, apart from episode 9, one of the biggies this year, what everybody's been waiting for with bated breath, is Galaxy's Edge. Galaxy's Edge is coming this year. It it, 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 it feels like a long time ago that they said it was coming, that they were doing it, doesn't it? But it's this year. It's coming. It's nearly here. Um, and it is, I think, I'm just going to double check. Uh, it comes to Disneyland in Anaheim, that's right, California, this summer, before arriving in Walt Disney World in Orlando, Florida, in the fall or autumn, as we say here in the UK. Um, slipping into Americanisms there. But yeah, and I've and I seen something yesterday, I think it was, or the day before, Bob Iger. Um, strongly suggesting that it's June, June that it's coming in Anaheim, in California. So uh, and it, and it, it looks insane. I saw there was a promo for it, wasn't there, over Christmas? Uh, it looks absolutely insane. That Millennium Falcon ride looks absolutely superb. Um, it'll be a long, long, long time before I get there because I, I was in Florida this year and I went to Disney and Universal and and all those theme parks, and uh, the Star Wars stuff was brilliant, actually. Um, Hollywood Studios, absolutely superb. Um, but yeah, unfortunately, it'll be a long time before I get there again. So that's what's happening this year. Lots and lots and lots. Like I said before, fantastic time to be a Star Wars fan. I've never known uh, a, a year where so much is going on. Um, have I missed anything? Probably. <laughs> Let us know. Uh, at Geeky Retro Nerds on Twitter. Time it is. For you to look past a pile of old books. The sacred Jedi texts. Ooh. Read them, have you? Well, I made turners. They were not. So what I thought I'd do at the end of each episode, I thought I'd just round off with a review now the sacred jedi texts might not have been page turners but this book i have in my hand right now certainly is a page turner it is it is absolutely stunning and it's got one of the best covers front and back that i've ever seen on on any book never mind star wars books on any book and it is called star wars icons han solo and it's by gina mcintyre and the cover uh, is gorgeous it's got a series of um, thumbnails I guess you could call them of uh, Han Solo from various um, points in the films books comics and and it uh, it's stunning absolutely beautiful my wife surprised me with this book for Christmas we weren't meant to be getting anything 
uh, anything for each other for Christmas. It's well, it started off with nothing. We're not getting anything each other for Christmas, um, and then it it was like right, okay, we'll have a fifty quid limit, and then I found out that she'd spent more than fifty quid. <laughs> So we ended up doing what we do every year and spending a fortune on each other as well as the kids. Uh, but anyway, I, I certainly came up trumps with this book because it's, it's absolutely cracking. And um, like I say, the cover is wonderful. And it has this dust cover on it. Uh, and on the back, I'm, I'm going to read this out here. It says, discover the incredible story behind the creation and legacy of one of Star Wars' most beloved characters with Star Wars icons, Han Solo. Now, I don't know about you, but when I was a kid, um, Han Solo was the man. He, he, was, he was one of the main characters, uh, one of the favourite characters. And of course, he still is uh, a, 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 a massively favourite character amongst the fans in Star Wars. Of course, he is no longer with us. <laughs> Unfortunately, his son, Ben Solo, um, saw fit to run him through with a lightsaber. Um, less said about were you, were you shocked by that when you watched force awakens did that surprise you uh, i i think we all suspected didn't we we suspected it was going to happen and then when that scene started playing out in force awakens you knew it was coming didn't you you could tell what was going to happen my wife squeezed my hand when we went to the midnight show and that she was squeezing my hand at that that point in the movie anyway um back to the book <laughs> smuggler rogue hero of the rebellion Scruffy Lock and Nerf Herder, Han Solo has been called all these things and more since making his debut in the original Star Wars film back in 1977. Four decades later, four decades later, wow. The irrepressible Solo continues to be one of the most iconic and enduring elements of the saga. Star Wars icons Han Solo covers the character's entire journey from his genesis in George Lucas's first drafts of Star Wars to Harrison Ford's iconic performances in the original three films and The Force Awakens and the character's rebirth in Solo, a Star Wars story. The book also takes an in-depth look at Solo's role in the Star Wars expanded universe through novels, of course, of which there are many, comics, video games and more, and the indelible impression the character has made on pop culture, illustrated with a treasure trove of rare and previously unseen imagery. I'm just going to take a break there because the 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 imagery and the artwork in this book is amazing. On Christmas Day, I was dying all day to, to get a look at the book. I didn't get it out when the uh, you know kids are flying about and there's there's <laughs> toys all over the place and wrapping paper. I didn't want it to get lost or. Um, you know spoiled or whatever so when everybody went to bed on christmas day i thought i'll just have a quick two minutes flicking through it and honestly i was getting goosebumps flicking through the artwork in this um, it turned into a half an hour flick through this book um because honestly the artwork is incredible um uh, this deluxe volume also features exclusive new interviews with harrison ford alden uh, Aaron Reich, I can never say his name, uh, Mark Hamill, Billy D. Williams, Peter Mayhew, Ron Howard, J.J. Abrams, Lawrence Kasdan, Jonathan Kasdan, and many more key creatives. Comprehensive, and i tell you what, it is comprehensive. How many pages is there in here? 230-odd. Uh, 241 pages in this book. Uh, it is really comprehensive. 
Uh, this is the definitive book for Han Solo fans across the galaxy. Uh, and like I said before, it's written by Gina McIntyre. Now, I wasn't really familiar with Gina McIntyre, uh, but it says she's a veteran entertainment journalist who has covered movies, TV and music for the Los Angeles Times, The Hollywood Reporter and Entertainment Weekly. She's the author of Guillermo del Toro's The Shape of Water, creating a fairy tale for troubled times and The Art of Ready Player One. Her writing has also appeared on Rollingstone.com and she lives with her husband and daughter in Riverside, Illinois. Well, Gina McIntyre, you have done an absolutely wonderful job of pulling this book together. And within the pages, when you flick through it, that's, I'll not spoil it for you in case you get this, but there's, there's, uh, there's um, you know, little surprises as you flick it through the pages. There's a, there's a solo um, uh, staff pass from the production of the film. Um, there's there's pullouts, there is um, little um, illustrations that you can um, take out. There's a centerfold <laughs> of Han Solo. I put that on Twitter over the Christmas. There is a centerfold pullout of Han Solo, <laughs> uh, which is one of the best centerfolds I've ever seen. So so fantastic book. It covers absolutely everything. Um, like I say, from the movies, comics. The expanded universe or legends, and of course it includes um, Solo, a Star Wars story. So it's not just all about Harrison Ford, of course. Um, so fantastic book! Please, 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 if you get a chance, just don't hesitate, get it because I, I wasn't aware of it until shortly before Christmas. Actually, um, we were in Glasgow and there's a geek shop in Glasgow called Geekaboo and I was in there and I seen it and I pointed it out to my wife so she was obviously listening <laughs> she was obviously paying attention um, and, and she got us it and, and it is wonderful it's really really wonderful so if you get a chance um, buy it because it's fantastic so that's it that's it for the first show thanks ever so much for listening I hope you enjoyed it uh, I'm always open to feedback so let me know uh, what you thought about it on Twitter at Geeky Retro Nerds or on Facebook uh, Geeky Retro Nerds show thanks for listening thanks for tuning in and I will speak to you again soon thank you Just in time for the holidays, select Craftsman tools are now available at Napa. Celebrate with a Craftsman 20-volt cordless impact wrench kit for just $149.99. It's the perfect gift for everyone in your list, even you. So get great savings on select Craftsman tools, now available at your local Napa store. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores, while supplies last. Offer ends 12-31-19. Napa know-how.
Right now, a five-quart jug of Napa Full Synthetic Motor Oil in a Platinum Filter is just $23.98. That's a great deal for a great oil, which is another reason why this is the most wonderful time of the year. That's Napa Full Synthetic Oil in a Platinum Filter for $23.98. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. General States pricing. Sales prices do not include applicable state local taxes or recycling fees. While supplies last, offer ends 12 15, 19.